Hey, good afternoon, everybody. How are we doing today? That's right. We made it through that horrible, scary, just terrible hurricane <laughs> that hit Gainesville, Florida. I think we have a lot of tree debris from it and some power outage. But no, luckily, that's all we dealt with. Uh, uh, our hearts are out to anybody in Cedar Key who's got to do some extra work on their homes and anybody else up in Georgia and whoever else was caught in the bath. I hope everyone's safe. Um, yeah, look out for one another. Uh, you're here again with another episode of A Power with Pops. I am Pops. I am, uh, this is the only podcast in Gainesville that uh, discusses the scene of art uh, from, di- from every angle. Uh, in every style. Uh, today I'm going outside the box in the artistic realm. I'm going to the world of the Matrix, I guess I could call it. Uh, you're going to take the blue pill or the red pill? Bet you wish you should have took the red pill, huh? But uh, no, I'm here today with two gentlemen who are part of what I would call a very interesting venture of uh, and the work that they do is amazing. Uh, they are builders of computers of all different um, power, I guess you would say, or different levels. Uh, levels from uh, computers for people uh, who are older, who aren't that good with computers, like say computer for your grandparents, it's a little bit more up to date that you don't have to use like AOL disk anymore. Um. <laughs> I'm out of AOL disk. I can't send you an email. But uh, up to what we have here, this crazy uh, mammoth of a machine that I had posted on my video intro earlier, uh, the NZXT. It's just insane. Is that the name it's of the, the... It's the name of the... It's the NZ, NZXT Phantom 450. Or no, NZX, not Phantom. Uh, it's the Noctis. Noctis 450. Okay. And I am talking today with... Ryan. Ryan Allard. And, and Michael. And you guys run... Allard Technical Solutions All is right. the name of the business. All right, man. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Appreciate it very much for uh, letting me come over here and uh, sit down with you and talk about computers, something that of course. Uh, I won. Uh, my intellectual ability with computers pretty much stopped around 1992 when I found out I enjoyed beer more than I did class. Uh, <laughs> Yo, MCC, Community College, what up? Um, but, uh, oh yeah, that and Lollapalooza, that was, uh, you know, once I found me, when I, when I got really into music, it was fucked, so, but anyways, but, uh, I'm here with these gentlemen today, um, the, the piece that I put up earlier on the video is just an amazing machine, uh, they were able to talk to me about specs, uh, why they built this, this was the top of the line, the Bugatti, uh, they also said that they were able to build, uh, machines that, we're a little bit less, not as extreme, uh, for really good prices, prices that will definitely beat any of the national competitors. And uh, the reason why I came to these guys, and uh, I want to do this because they were local, and uh, they're doing it out of their place, they're DIY, um, they're spending the time. It doesn't look like something that would, uh, these machines look like they take a little bit of time, folks. How much, how long did this machine, once you came up with the idea, designed it, um, got the parts, figured everything out. Like, what would you say a total time of something like this, this the, the machine? The actual build time. What do you think? Three to four hours? 
Yeah, dedicated building as opposed to taking pictures and the designing and all. Yeah, that. So designing that's the kind of thing you could throw back and forth for you know days depending on how much time you want. Did you guys do that? Did you guys yeah, take a no, couple we, days yeah, on? Absolutely. I mean, when you consider, yeah, like this machine has over two thousand dollars of parts in it, so that's a big commitment. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can't. Uh, I mean, you can return things, but you know they'll charge like restocking fees and things like that. Yeah. So like it's a it's a it's a big deal basically. Wow. So you have to really like you know cross your T's, dot your I's, you know make sure everything is is perfect before you before you go through it. When when building something like this, uh, so I you, you're you're probably what looking. You said three to four hours build. Uh, is it what two three times the amount of time for pre 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 planning? Like do it's you, really it's hard to say exactly because. It's one of those things, like, you, you work on it a little bit, then, like, he'll send it over to me, and then I'll look at it, and then I'll hit him back with an idea, and he may not look at it again until the next day, you right. know what I mean? Because uh, another thing is, like, coming at it a couple different times so that you have different perspectives is important, because a lot of times you'll think of something entirely different. Right. Um, this build itself is actually a pretty unusual build, and the fact, I mentioned that uh, in your video, I mentioned that we used a, a Xeon server class processor, and that's, uh, that's atypical. Okay, why why is it atypical again? Um, it's for basically these Xeon processors. They're marketed again for actually for servers. They're yeah. not for a, they're not really for consumer use. It's not that you can't use them for that. There's just a different set of considerations. Why why and what about those considerations made you made this more attracted uh, attractive to you, uh, to use than say some of the the ones that you usually would. It's a it was a twofold decision. Uh, first off, we were able to save about a hundred dollars on the uh, on the processor wow. okay. uh, as a result of doing that. But the other reason we did that is because this computer is going to it's actually going to a friend of mine, who they are going to be using it to help generate uh, video content. We're going to be releasing like game reviews and things like that. Nice. And this computer is going to be the one that captures the uh, the footage and then also that the footage will be edited on. Okay. So we we built that one with this processor specifically for that reason because with all the extra cast uh, size and stuff that the uh, server class processor has, it makes it. Like literally, just the best choice for video editing. It's like this guy, that processor. You could like if it were a truck, it would be a truck that had a lot of extra torque. You know okay, I mean? you know, right. Like pull stuff. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you know lots I mean? of pull. Lots of pull. Okay. So that's that's really that's what we were thinking with this. All machine. right. Well, then I guess I should go to the the beginning. I mean, we're we're here at the end of this nice product here. Um, how did you get into computers in the first place? Like, how old were you, and what started the the, the interest? Oh, geez, I mean, it was I was I was in middle school at some time. So this um, would be um, late nineties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was just I just started playing computer games with with my buddy here. So you guys went to school together. Oh, yeah. Get, yeah. So you guys have you guys known each other? Your yeah, since, here? actually since middle, middle school. school. Yeah, are you really? School. Are you both from? Are you both locals? Mm -hmm. yeah. You're both actual ACRs. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. See, uh, see, you don't, you do it's not, not run into a lot of Alachua County residents. It's, yeah. you know, like that's. See, people, these people are really doing it from here. See, this, this isn't like some college kids that moved into town that saw an opportunity and were like. I'm going to take advantage of the local people and come up with this stuff. These are guys who are actually local, who know local people, who've, who these guys have been friends since middle school, 
that's a hard thing to do to keep. For, I, I, people from middle school don't even talk to me on Facebook. I don't know how you guys did that. You guys, wow, you guys are must really be cool. But um, so, what kind of games were uh, you guys doing back then? Like, what, 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 what was your main game? Like, what, what really pulled you two together? Were you guys all playing the same games at the time? For me, yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah. Because I would go over to his house and he'd okay. show me. Because I was newer to the PC scene. He'd been playing for longer than yeah, I had. He'd been playing a lot of console games. Okay. And um, he, you know, he showed me things like uh, the original Half-Life. Okay. Yeah, the original StarCraft. One. Yeah. Uh, I remember there was something about the visual look of the original StarCraft that was really impressive to me at the time. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, of course, it doesn't look like anything now. Right, right, right. But, um, <laughs> but back then, no, back then, it, it, was just, it was just really cool. The entire presentation, there was a lot of, a lot of sound, there were voices, you know what I mean? Oh, had, character had cool little, Yeah, he had, he had, right on. there was a lot going on in that game. And, um, and Half-Life just for, was like my first, like, true first-person shooter. Yeah, I like that and, game. Um, that was mine. Mm-hmm. Played that for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, no, I still kind of feel like in a lot of ways, like, they haven't really... Recaptured that particular one in, in no. particular. No, yeah, okay, that's cool. I mean, was what? Um, is there anything that was like at the time like super popular that everybody was playing that you guys were just like, eh, like you just didn't get? You know, like some people. A little bit later, a little bit later in history, there was the, the, the Call of Duty series. Okay. Uh, and particularly like Call of Duty Three, um, I, I never, I never touched that game at all. Really? No, I think I even own it, and I still. I, <laughs> So, do, so the games that you guys played was it on, on the PCs? Were these more uh, first-person shooters? Were these like uh, Warcraft, where you have a group of characters? Like, you know, I mean, what type of what type were your favorite games that you were playing at the time? I mean, there had to have been a few, I'm sure, at the time. Like, what, what was your what was your biggest pull for a game? Did you like the group gaming, or did you like to be one on one person against some other guy at another house one on one? I mean, did you like to play that style? Or? I would say everything from uh, well, actually, you know, multiplayer games like that, and competitive ones can be good at times, but yeah. you know, cooperative ones against other teams is also a lot of, I say, a little bit more interesting. Okay. But then even the stuff uh, single player games like uh, Morrowind, like single player. No, RPGs, I was just about to get yeah, into that. Yeah. That was another huge one for me, the, the uh, Elder Scrolls Three Morrowind. Okay. Like that game. It was so cool to me. The thing that I thought was the most, this is the example I always cite, like in that game, like I just would go around and I'd steal every book like, everywhere. <laughs> if, if, it, if it was one I hadn't seen yet. And then I would find some house and I'd put them all and arrange it by topic. And then I started getting to points in the game and the plot where they would mention things. And then I would go to my library and I would just read everything I could about it. Oh, wow. It. And it started getting to the point that I, that like, I would... I would read something and then I'd be like, wait a minute. And then I'd go read somewhere else in the section and start reading about like some like, like um, legendary weapon or something. And then like there was one just really awesome moment I remember where from all of these different accounts and I had like, I basically began to narrow down where the location of this weapon actually was. And then I was able to go to the world and go yeah. and find it. And that was a really, really cool moment. Like, I will never forget that game just, just for that. Like, no other game has, has enabled you to do something like that. Okay, and you were talking about, like, the, the, the hint books that you get from the, the computer stores, right, for the no, games? No, 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 or... I was talking about in the game. Oh, there in the game. books in all okay, the various okay. houses, yeah. Well, how do you feel, are you guys, uh, how do you guys feel about people that buy the, the, the cheap books for games? I feel like instead those are mostly the, out of style of... now. Like, are they? I remember, I remember, like, in the 90s, yeah. Because I remember them being really big. And I was wondering, I was like, because to me that always seemed to take the fun out of figuring the game out. 
the problem is now the reason why those books I think are, are mostly gone is because now just anybody goes to a forum or something and someone who's played the game will, will type spill, everything spill in. yeah spoiler mm-hmm. alert See, which is that's kind of bullshit, right? I mean, a little bit. I mean, because I try I mean, not to. I try not to read about that. Because that's like comic books, you know. Like, if your friend reads a comic book free, I never wanted the motherfucker to tell me. He's like, hey, dude, I'm gonna like, dude, no, I'm gonna. I would like to read what the hell happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need you to tell me. But no, it's one experience. Part. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's that's the thing about the art that I think ties all this stuff together. The art of making a game. Because I have friends that actually make video games. Like a friend of mine uh, went to Ringling Art School, and uh, he did a bunch of like record covers, and then he moved up to Boston and started working on video games. And uh, I mean, just the work and effort and the art- artistry that goes into all of this stuff—it's—it's—it's—it has such of, uh, especially in the gaming world, because it seems like it has so many like webs going out. Mm-hmm. It's like such a weird world now in comparison to like what I've watched it grow. I mean, like now you like you see, you have teams that go to these big games every year for a hundred and ten, hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, playing these crazy, insane like Dota stuff like that. Yeah. Do you do you feel that takes the artistry away from the gaming community in any way? For I don't those? think I don't think so because all right, I think gaming it can serve a couple different purposes, and that example. It's almost a competitive sport, okay. but it very much can be art as well. Yeah, and um, I, actually, personally, I'm very interested in any game that that manages to successfully pass itself off as art because uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's an emerging art form. Um, what have, What have you found? I'd say maybe within the past few years that that artistically games. What games have have, have you seen that are like, oh shit, like this is. I would say within the past few years, but uh, Shadow of the Colossus has always been one that I would hold up as just a good example of just art, the very minimalist storytelling, and uh, basically the gameplay and the graphics excel, or sort of, aren't just sort of done just for themselves, but also to advance the story and work with the story. Oh, okay, right, right. Almost a feeling, which, I mean, what else can you say? So so the art art actually helps create the feeling without having to use the words of the characters. Yeah, sometimes. No, and actually, um, we were mentioning Morrowind earlier. Like, the Elder Scrolls series is still around. They they had had Skyrim uh, not too long ago. uh, And Oblivion before that. And I didn't really, like, I I played Oblivion. I really didn't like it. I played, uh, I didn't even play Skyrim. I just... Didn't even bother. Right, right. But uh, it I actually a lot think of people liked it. But I mean, it's not. But it, but it's, it wasn't like the other schools. Oh, straight, really? Sure. Kind of like you know, hamster like running on a wheel, getting treats. It sort of fulfilled <laughs> that, and that's the kind of thing. Right, a lot right, of right. Like. They just got that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the <laughs> things that I think that made Morrowind actually is that Morrowind didn't use voices really. Like they would say like a line or something. Like it would be like, "Oh, hi, how are you?" You know yeah. what I mean? And then like a, a, a box would pop up, and there would be you know like a lot of text, and you'd have to read it. But when you okay. do that, it allows it allows like your brain gets to fill in the uh, the tonal details and stuff like that. You don't have to listen to like some poorly paid actor try to. So maybe you kind of it gives you a more inclusiveness into the game. You feel more, you get more, you delve into it more because you're actually like you said, you're reading it, it you're becoming a part of the story more. Well, it's like as something becomes more realistic, if any part of that experience is not is is, is incongruous. It yeah. will. It throws the experience off, and it draws you. It becomes less immersive. Right. Like right, glaring right. yourself. So I think that sometimes, basically, it's what it's what he was saying. The Shadow of the Colossus. Sometimes less is more. Okay. Shadow of the Colossus did. They had no words at all. I don't think. 
Like, oh, wow. It was, it was spoken in a gibberish language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like very short, you know, maybe a few sentences at a time with very vague ideas. Or basically just letting you know just basically the bare minimum what to do. But you, most of the gameplay was uh, running along basically seeing nature in these crazy environments. Yeah. Also bringing sort of char- other characters to life, but just through interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To basically telling you, oh, this is what your character thinks about them. Okay. So... I just I don't know if there's a lot of uh, PC games um, that get made into movies, but I've seen it's becoming a, it's, it's becoming a, a thing now, and I've enjoy. noticed that. What do you guys think about that? Because I mean, to me, some of the video games that I've seen just regular like PlayStation games, like Hitman, like that wasn't that. It was. It could have been like the movie, great, but they didn't really try. But they didn't really try. Wait, did they? I didn't know that they made a movie. <laughs> yeah. I was going to talk about I was going to talk about uh, <laughs> something that, that kind of came back into my consciousness a little while ago uh, I don't know maybe five years ago maybe a little longer actually no it was, it was guaranteed longer now but um, the Doom they, they had a movie for Doom a long yeah. time ago I think The Rock yeah The movie. Rock yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no exactly everyone everyone completely forgets that because it was terrible you know what I mean? and it was that was the first first person movie they did a, yeah, they did a first person segment in it which I saw the latest version of a first person. Did you guys see mm-hmm. Hardcore Henry? I haven't seen it. I haven't I seen it. I so, heard, so holy it. shit, that's a good movie. Hmm. Like, I was... My brother-in-law's like, dude, I got almost got sick. Because it's like, you're, you're, you're totally... I mean, and the movement in this thing is... I liked it. I mean, my ADD mind was like, yeah, give me all the information. You know, yeah. give it all, give it all. It's got to not be the motion shit. <laughs> yeah, you got lots of, lots of movements, lots of him flying off stuff that's exploding, landing on... You know, just like yeah, see, I'm very much. I'm a critic. I'm a, I'm a very strict critic when it comes to things like that. Like, what would come to mind immediately for me is they're still going to have it like a movie. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So then you have uh, weird, basically weird dialogue from it's. It's honestly, it's the same kind of issue that I have with a lot of games with okay. their spoken dialogue. Is that uh, the dialogue will feel weird and unnatural? Like it won't. It doesn't reflect actual human relations to me. And okay. that that. For whatever I know, I'm being picky, but that really uh... no, no. That's part of the art, though. I mean, that's what that's the thing I'm trying to get at, and what I'm what I'm trying to figure out from everybody who does these things and works with this type of stuff and plays and delves into that world, you know. And those who appreciate the art is you want to know because when you walk into any like any go to look at some paintings during the Spring Arts Festival, right? And you're walking around all day long, and you're just booth after booth after booth. I mean, everything starts looking mm-hmm. the same down there, but every once in a while you'll catch something that'll give you an emotional reaction and grab you and pull you in. And I think people who appreciate it, which, you know, it seems like you guys really appreciate the art, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that connection that pulls you into it and it makes you feel part of Absolutely. what you're experiencing. Absolutely. And it. it was that something that you, you kind of felt right away when you first got into gaming? Was it something... For, cer- cer- for certain games, yeah. Okay. It's, a, it's definitely like some games more so than others. Yeah. Um, as an adolescent, I remember like one of the games that had a, a big impact on me was uh, the Metal Gear Solid series, particularly the, the first one. Yeah. It, was just, it was just a great series of games, and it's kind of become very ridiculous and everything now. Yeah. But um, it's, it's just a really, really good, really interesting story that's told... Chunk by chunk, game by game. Yeah. But um, when you actually like do a little research and start like checking in on the story and doing all the background research, you begin to realize that uh, the man who makes that game, he's his name is Hideo Kojima. He's totally a genius. Like he did this, 
he, he's managed to tell you this an epic spanning story that spans like two generations has to do with like genetic destiny and all sort of stuff yeah but he does it by essentially telling you the same story over and over again. Every installment of the game is essentially the same story. Uh, and so it's, it's kind of a little bit of a mindfuck. Yeah, that's cool, though. That's crazy. It's like Groundhog's Day. Mm -hmm. In or, a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, it, it kind of is. Yeah, because it's always the same theme. It's yeah. always the same theme. If this one, or this one dude has got to sneak into this place and defeat like this. So it's like, like that new Tom Cruise one, Die and Live Again. Did you guys see that one? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dude, that was his one of his best sci-fi movies I've ever seen. That one was actually like really amazing. Like it was such a crazy concept. It's that same idea where it's just like the whole movie's him just fucking up, fucking up, dying, fucking up, dying, fucking up, dying, and him coming out, <laughs> you know, oh go shit, I now I got to do it again, you know, like just trying to figure it out. So you, you have to die so many times to figure out how to get to the end to beat the bad guy. Pretty much, you know, like that's the idea. It's, yeah, it's I heard almost, they played it well for comedy, but then also, yeah, yeah man, it's sort of real. There, there was some, there was some comedy well, really in it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, as games progressed through the years, how, as a gamer, was it frustrating as stuff progressed? Were you able to keep up with the gaming growth as it's grown? Like, were you always able to stay on top of like, because you know, like. Tech people like to be on top. Mm -hmm. You know, they like to have the, always the, the the best the best thing. Is it was that I'll say, something? No, I'll say I'm probably I'm probably more on top now than I than I was as a child. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I think it's I think it's become easier in a way. I mean, it may, might be that I'm older and I have access to you know more disposable. <laughs> yeah, income. yeah, yeah. But uh, I also feel that like you get a lot more mileage out of your hardware now than you used to. Okay. And um, if you build a computer well, it can. Um, like, like I, my current computer, I spent maybe three thousand dollars or so on it, um, uh, two, three years ago, something like that. Yeah, two. And uh, pleasantly surprised, like uh, with the news, most likely, like I could upgrade the processor. It's still the same socket type. Yeah. Like everything on it is still so up to date. Like I can honestly, I can upgrade the computer without having to re replace it. You know what I mean? And it's it's not even that far behind to begin to begin a, with. A, a setup like this. Um, what kind of with with the stuff that you have in this system, like this is like pretty much you you can't hurt this thing. This is a tank technically, right? Like, pretty much, yeah. It like, can it can do it'll do whatever whatever you, throw you want. At to. It. It's designed it's designed to be again like pinnacle gaming, yeah. And it's designed to do um, video editing stuff like that. It'd be very very good for stuff like that. But it's also uh, probably would be pretty decent for VR. If someone got a VR headset and wanted to play and that. And, and this thing, I would say, probably is powerful enough that even three, four years from now, you would be just fine with this oh, system, Oh, yeah, no, right? it's, it's going to be... Like, uh, it's never... You're not going to have any issues down the road, like... It's based on, from what we can tell, what we can predict of the next... Uh, really, probably the next two, or at least the next cycle yeah. of, uh, of processors and, and that kind of thing. There's no part of this computer which is going to be outdated technology... In five years, okay, I can I can reasonably say that. That's cool. No, it's neat that you guys did that. Except I mean, perhaps the uh, standard hard drives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a thing going on with computers these days where, uh, like, we've been using the same hard drive technology since you were a child, basically. Right. That the you know it's a disc and it spins and there's like a magnetic head and yeah. it reads it and uh, that there's a problem with that because it can only read like 
it both has to seek up and down. It's like a record kind of. Yeah. It, can, it has to seek up and down, and the 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 point where the data ha- has to be where the head is. Yeah, you know what is. I mean? Yeah. So if there's data in, data in a bunch of different places, it will get uh, disorganized and it won't be able to read it on every pass and it can slow right, down. Right, right, right. Essentially. So now they're going with what is called a solid state drive. It has no moving parts, so there's no there's no seeking oh, you know, wow. to do. Solid so state, um, really. So just capacitors and Yeah, I mean it really just it looks flash memory. It looks no yeah, it just yeah. looks like a flash memory thing in a little case, basically. Oh, okay. So it's like a flash card with a little guy on it. Cuz I just took apart one of those Sanyo Wi-Fi radios and it had uh, one of those in it. Like I took the whole radio part and it had a little like a, a little plug-in USB. I don't know, it must have been for the Wi-Fi or something. It it, it got burnt out from the a nice GRU surge, so yeah, nice two hundred dollar radio just burnt out. You know, GRU is like, ah, sorry, <laughs> like it's your electricity, isn't? But any hoots, but um, all right, um, so where do you see as 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 gamers, or where would you like to see gaming go? I mean, are you guys really? Are you guys going to try to be up on that VR? I am really interested in, in going. Mike is kind of sitting on the fence about it, but uh, I think that you know VR and 3D technology and stuff like that, it's actually been around since the 80s, yeah. honestly. Um, but this is different. Basically, yes. there's enough there's enough power to throw at it. There's enough. So much has changed, and then also like we as a culture have changed. I think we are more ready to adopt things like that. Yeah, and. Um, there's just so much technology in our world today. Uh, the the potential uses for VR and augmented reality and that kind of stuff it's it's limitless. Like if you go to uh, my Facebook page, for instance, recently I posted a video. It's nothing that anyone's ever made. It's just kind of like a concept. Yeah. But it shows like a medical student, and they're like moving their hand, and it like makes where you can uh, see through. Like this guy's been dissected. Oh yeah, yeah, and You can yeah, see yeah, yeah. everything. And then, you know, like Very examining different Star Trek Minority Report mixed. Kind yeah, of it actually feel. reminded me a lot of Minority because they were doing stuff with their hands to manipulate. Yeah, you know? yeah. But I really think that um, there, there, there are so many applications for things like this. It wasn't too long ago that we started using robotics and surgery, for instance. Right. Imagine if that's what my uh, wife got that from the what's that machine called the uh, what is the machine called that they use now. The famous artist who was, oh my gosh, I just brain farted. Go ahead, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's if fine. it comes to me, I'll think of it. <laughs> um, so imagine uh, like a doctor with a VR headset controlling the robotic. Da Vinci. She, because she, she had like that machine with the little robot hands and the guy's like 20 feet away. It's called the Da Vinci. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it's I like a robot that goes inside. It's got super small, tiny scissors and stuff. And they do that internal stuff. And you, you only get like one, two, or four like things. And it's like little robot arms and little. Much quicker here. Oh, yeah, definitely. But if, there, if, um, if they did something like that in a VR environment, it'd be much easier for the doctor, for instance, he could just. Look around to you know to gain the perspective rather than be like oh yeah let me uh, push the button to rotate the camera you know what right I mean? yeah no Stuff totally like that. it'd be a lot more natural so um, and then the air force has been doing this I think they they're basically doing something where they have like cameras outside the planes and they're looking down so that um, they then oh, take this image and they project see. it onto the cockpit so I it looks like that. they're just 
looking straight through. The Wonder Woman visible plane. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I saw something like that on YouTube. That was crazy. Yeah, that's so, going to be pretty neat. Because they won't be blocked, but they'll be able to see every... Yeah, I know. That's really, really important, honestly. Yeah. Where's least. the plane? It's right there. <laughs> Where's the bad guy? I can see him. No blind spots. Yeah, no blind spots. And then, that's it. like, it's an even older... They, they've had that, or another technology for, like, what, like for helicopter pilots where, like, wherever the, the pilot is looking, the, the gun oh, yeah. is already aiming there. Blue Thunder, so, baby. yeah, you combine those two technologies, and you can see there's a lot of advantages for stuff like this. You guys don't remember Blue Thunder and Airwolf? Was that a little bit before your time? Was Blue Thunder the one with Tommy Lee Jones? Uh, was it like it was like the police helicopter that was like had sil- it could have uh, it could be silent. No, I think and that was, was the first movie where they had like where you had uh, the helmet, the police helmet. You could see through the walls and like <laughs> if you ever a chance to see Blue Thunder, sounds it, like an eighties movie. It's yeah. totally eighties, dude. So is Airwolf. Airwolf was Jan Michael Vincent. That was like the first uh, show where they had like the crazy. Like futuristic helicopter that had motor, like machine guns in the sides, and it had a turbo on it, so it was like super. It was just, flying James Bond stuff. Yeah, pretty much. This is silly '80s MacGyver weird <laughs> shit. Whatever. I dorked out on that stuff too. But um, so where do you after VR and stuff though? I mean, you guys, I'm I'm guessing you you stay up on on the literature. Where is where's the talk of like 20 years from now? Where are they seeing computers 20 years from now? I mean, like, our, I mean, because I know everything's getting so small now, and I they can use that, that nano graphite or whatever, right? Isn't that the, the stuff they use now to make the smaller chips, the nano silica? For like silica. those, yeah. Those, I actually, I'm Super not sure high, what the material crazy. is, but yeah, yeah they've yeah. been they've been reducing the, uh, yeah. The, yeah. So yeah, yeah, they totally have been making it smaller. Um, most of the recent changes in uh, processor architecture for I don't know, maybe like five years or so, it's mostly have been having have to do with reducing that uh, manufacturing yeah. process which is actually one of the like we're in this period right now where we haven't been seeing a lot of improvement in certain parts of the hardware it has to do with stuff like that they're doing uh, basically they're doing preparatory work to, to change things in a completely different direction right essentially okay um, so I think that really the, the truth to that question is I don't think anyone really knows for sure right. where it's going to go There's, they're kicking around some ideas but I mean, it, it, it basically is what they end up using these machines for. Is we're at this point now where we have almost like godlike computing powers. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, well, now we're all right, what do we do with this? You yeah. know what I mean? So they're, they're trying to figure that out. But um, And how do you feel about AI? I think. Um, do you think. Do you think. Are, are, you, are, you, are you. Do you agree with, with the ability for computers to control and run things through artificial intelligence? Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. I think. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, oh, just it's inevitable. Yeah, it definitely raises questions of morality and safety. Yeah, I think. Well, this is the thing, people don't realize they're already running. Every, like in your yeah. car, they're it's they're they they keep your brakes from locking up. Yeah, I now have electric steering on my and, car. And the, and your gas pedal's drive by wire. It's not even connected right. to the throttle anymore. Yeah, you're right. It does. So they've pretty so, much like they've already been controlling so many aspects of your life. So we've become we've. We've become reliant on it, but we don't notice the artificial intelligence that people so talk about. And now every every doomsday person in the world talks about it. Everyone says that's that's the way we're going. Google says that's the number one way we're going. You know, I guess there's companies out there right now that are working on robotics and AI. You know, like in the just companies just like the movie in the movie Terminator. You know, like companies trying to make up robots that think for themselves. 
I, I, I don't worry about that stuff, but I find it funny that people talk about it. And, and it's funny that they they keep making movies about it. Like, they keep reintroducing the Terminator movies, like, every few decades. It's like, don't forget AI. Don't forget AI. We talked about this 20 years ago. AI. It's like, do you want it to happen? Do you want the AI to do this? Or do you want the AI to work with us? You know? I think that there's a <laughs> instinctual fear. Like, when we picture AI, and like, you start thinking of something that, that's kind of, typically, it's usually human-looking. You right. know what I mean? So we have this, this fear of of things that are human-like that are superior to us. Right. It's kind of similar to the fear of aliens, I think. Yeah, um, good point. But here's the thing. I actually personally believe that uh, like, we, as a species, we're evolving right now. Mm-hmm. And that um, an important next step in our evolution is, like, we are on the verge of creating new, like, mechanical life forms. Like, in a lot of, like, yeah. if a machine takes inputs and then it makes, you know, decisions based on that, like... You're you're definitely getting close to something that's conscious, something something that for all extent purposes you could call alive. Yeah. And when that happens, I actually kind of think that uh, the next step in our evolution is for us to kind of unite with this life, integrate with it. Yeah, I think that uh, we are going to put interfaces in it that interface with our brain. Totally. At some point. I don't, I, I'm not going to put a time frame on it, but at some point in a relatively I w- I near I would guess that future. within the next 20 years, there'll be some form of something like that. I, I mean, mean, they already have... They have already robotic have arms a, already that exactly. move just like regular hands. Exactly. And those are just going from neural input pulses. Yeah, you know what that, I mean? yeah that's just, just from thoughts in the mind. You're right, yeah. So once we, once we get past that next barrier, just as computers have helped us change ourselves, like you know the, the changes that we've made yeah. since uh, really since like the 40s, from the 40s till now, it's been phenomenal. Um, we're going to experience another period of even faster, more rapid growth yeah. once we once we cross that barrier. And I think honestly that if people are worried about AI and that kind of things, that's that's another great way to forestall that. If we become, you know, kind yeah. of mechanical in our own way. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Like then there would be no us and them. It would be just us. Us. Yeah. We. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But man, okay. Um, you guys have any last words or anything that you want to say before we uh, we close up the episode? I mean, again, I thank you guys for taking the time and sitting down with me. Uh, they they were kind enough to do this a little bit earlier uh, on a on a Saturday, which was nice because I mean, shit, I'm old. I woke up at five o'clock today, so I could have done this at six thirty. <laughs> you know. So, so I know, time, dude, okay. none of my friends are up. I, I got friends now that are my age that aren't up right now. Okay, they're still hungover from last night. I guarantee you. So uh, I'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus, all of you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, thanks for doing this. And the name of the company, one more time. Allard Technical Solutions. You can find us on Facebook by looking for that name, or you can go to www.alaridtech.com that's A-L-A-R-I-D T-E-C-H dot com you know what I, I think Ryan we could figure something out if you automatically download my podcast on all your computers I think I'd be able to do some commercials for you guys <laughs> kind of like yeah. fair trade you know like just people get their computer like what's this a podcast and then they're stuck with it forever you just stick it in there we actually <laughs> very much have the ability to do that so Hey man, I'll advertise if you advertise for me. I mean, like I, I, I'm I'm advertised for advertise. Like my brother-in-law, uh, 
he owns a printing company up in New York. So I advertise for him, and he gives me my cards, and, like, I'm going to get some postcards next. I'm going to start the school postcard thing where I'll have people, like, those people who listen from around the world, because I have the SoundCloud app that tells you where people are listening from, and I get a lot of uh, listeners from, like, South America, uh, Spain, France, crazy places that I didn't even think. They're probably just like, who's this crazy redneck? You know, they're probably just laughing at my, <laughs> at the way that I talk the whole time. Gringo. But, uh, I hate to listen to that. <laughs> it's exactly. As long as they're listening, I don't care if they're laughing at me or with me. People have been laughing at me my whole life. I can handle that. But, uh, no, um, yeah, guys, so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, folks out there, if you are ever interested, please don't be afraid to check these guys out first before you go anywhere else. Please do. We we want to save you money, and we also want to you know like if you go somewhere else, they're not going to spend the same time that we will just to like we want to make sure like what is it you're trying to do because we know enough about the about the hardware to give them exactly yeah exactly that's awesome. one of the other ways that we save you money okay however much money you want to spend we're going to make sure that, that money is allocated towards that's what great. you're actually trying to accomplish see folks that's what I'm talking about we're looking for those type of people that are out here trying to trying to just work with those that don't have a but ton of money to drop on stuff sometimes and are, are wanting to maybe start gaming or something like that. I mean, even for first-timers, I'm sure these guys could work something else pretty cool out for you. But again, guys, thank you so much. Uh, you guys watch out for each other. Uh, you all have a great week. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to... I mean, you won't even hear it tomorrow, but uh, I'm going to say it anyways. Sunday, which will be a day after this goes on, I will have been interviewing... A bunch of guys from Less Than Jake uh, at Lucy's. They're doing their acoustic set tomorrow, and this is their fifth year in a row of their Wake and Bake show that they do on Fridays and Sat or Saturdays and Sundays at the High Dive and Lucy's. And uh, so uh, be looking out for that as well. Uh, you guys have a great weekend. Watch out for one another. If some old lady in your neighborhood needs some help moving some stuff, give her a hand. Um, watch each other's backs. Pay it forward. If you guys can give a poor person a sandwich, do it. I need a sandwich. Um, but you all take care. You have a great weekend. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of A Power of Pops. I appreciate y'all. Guys, thanks a lot. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. Peace.